The latest, we're joined in the studio now by a reporter who's been covering the trial, Didaba Tsotezi. He was at the Palm Ridge Magistrates Court earlier on, Didaba. Let's first start with um, the trial itself, just to recap for the listeners, to remind them where the complaints emanate from and on what charges he's been found guilty of. Uh, good afternoon, Sebisa and the listeners. We will recall that uh, it, it has been found that uh, Bob Hewitt, he was the coach of these three ladies uh, 30 years back. And 30 years later, uh, they um, opened cases against him that, uh, he, that uh, he raped them. And the another la- lady said uh, he was uh, sexually assaulted. Then last month, the case was, po- was postponed to, to this month for head of arguments. What happened today is that uh, earlier today, the, the defense applied to the court that uh, the, uh, the case be reopened. They wanted to uh, cross-examine Sue uh, Ellen Sheehan again, that uh, her evidence in court was contradicted to what he, uh, she told the, the, I mean, the information that she gave to other media publications to what uh, she told the court. But the, the application was denied. Then the, uh, after the, the, uh, that proceedings, the judge uh, read out the, the judgment. He found Bob Hewitt guilty on two counts of uh, rape one of sexual assault and current um, as, as we speak he was granted uh, ten thousand bail on conditions that uh, he hands out he hand over the, the passport to the investigating officer and he doesn't leave uh, the eastern cape unless if he wants to visit uh, his daughter in Johannesburg. Mm. Did you get a sense of what exactly the prosecution is looking for? He is obviously uh, an elderly man at this stage and the likelihood of going to prison, did that, you know, did you get a sense of that from what the prosecution is looking for? From the prosecution at this point in time, uh, we we cannot say what the the prosecution is looking at. Uh, Yes, but I think they will consider uh, the age and, 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 and his health. He's not uh, in, in good health as we speak because even the, the defense said to, to the judge that they intended to, to call the clinical psychologist on the 17th of, uh, of April when the, the sentencing starts. And what do they exactly intend to prove with the clinical psychologist? Uh, to the state, because now they, they, they lost the case, I, I, I think to the state now they want to prove that uh, uh, Bob Hewitt, he is not uh, eligible for for prison term. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Ditawa Tsotet. is uh, our reporter who's been covering that trial of tennis doubles champion Bob Hewitt, uh, who um, was found guilty earlier on at the Palm Ridge Magistrates Court on two charges of rape and one of sexual assault. All right, we stay with this uh, story now, and we talk to Marius Tutoy, who is a defense attorney. Mr. Tutoy, good, good afternoon to you. Call me Marius. Hi, Marius. Okay, Marius will be all right for me as well. Right, so just uh, talk us through how, how do you uh, react to, to this now? Because you, you, you were... Uh, firstly, just how do you re- react to the news that uh, uh, Mr. Hewitt has been found guilty? Well, you know, I have obviously not been following the trial blow by blow, and we haven't really had coverage of it, Bongi, but let's be honest about this. You know, it's, of course, victims that came forward after many years of, of keeping their silence and then coming forward and then securing a conviction in court. I think the prosecution team will be elated. I'm quite sure that they will feel that they've been vindicated, and, of course, the victims will feel vindicated by this as well. 
And I think it will be very good for victims out there to understand that it's never too late. Mm. So if, if you were a victim of something like this, there's nothing that prohibits you from coming forward. But I do think in this instance, what, what really clinched it for the prosecution team was the fact that it wasn't a singular victim that came forward, but actually more than one. And if I read Judge Bertbaum's judgment, and I've, I've just read uh, on, on the wires what the, what the journalists were saying about it, he definitely uh, was quite strong in coming out and saying there was corroboration or at least a similarity in the stories and the modus operandi of, uh, of somebody like Bob Hewitt. So it's really been interesting. And I, and I think Bob Hewitt's got big problems now. Mm. And uh, let's, let's you know, look at how was this matter then uh, brought back to court after so many years. I see Judge uh, Bert Baum saying that uh, the three complainants have basic rights. Time did not erase the crimes. Absolutely. I think that is very important to understand. When you deal with, with very serious crimes like rape and murder, they don't fall away if time goes by. The difficulty does, however, arise that when you want to prosecute a person for a crime that happened 20 years ago, it's going to be tough to get proof of that crime. It's going to be tough, other than your word of the victim, to now suddenly come forward for argument's sake with DNA results or with uh, with exhibits from the crime scene because it was never reported. So it makes the proving of the offence so much more difficult for the prosecution team. And I think it would have been something that they really discussed at length before deciding to prosecute Bob Hewitt, especially of his stature in society. But, you know, this is a, this is a critical uh, prosecution, I think, for the state to show that, listen, if you were a victim, you've got the right to come forward and we will have a, a ear for, for your problem and we will assist you if we can. He is uh, 75 years old, Bob Hewitt. Are, are we, can we look at a custodial sentence? Can he get that if you are this old, really? And after so many years of this matter uh, being out of the courts? Mm. Bongi, that's a very good question you ask. And one has to firstly understand that he will be sentenced based on the offense which was perpetrated at the time. Now, of course, it was rape and indecent assault. But at the time, it didn't carry the sentences that it carries today. Back then, for rape, if you were convicted for rape, you would often find that a person under the common law rape could be sentenced, could be imposed any sentence, but there wasn't a mandatory life sentence that was, that was carried if you are convicted for two rapes. Because had this offense been perpetrated now, our courts would have been seized with a mandatory 25 years um, to be imposed because of the, the fact that there were two rapes for which you are convicted. But because it was back in the day, they will say, well, you've been convicted of two counts of rape. Fine, we can impose any sentence we wish to impose, and for indecent assault, similarly. But whether you will expect a custodial sentence, if any sentence other than direct imprisonment is given, it would make a mockery of the seriousness of the crime. So one has to say, Bongi, that in a crime where a person is convicted of two rapes, whether it happened yesterday or whether it happened 30 years ago is of, of no consequence. Mm. The, the biggest mitigating factor for him is his age of 75 years. That would dramatically influence the court in imposing sentence of, of imprisonment. But I do believe he will still be imposed a sentence of imprisonment. It might just be less. It might be mitigated by his age. But he should get a custodial sentence 
just because of this, the gravity of the crime. Okay, just, just Murray, as quickly, but just by the way of interest, really, if you're following the, the Bill Cos- Cosby sh- uh, uh, matter in the U.S., for instance, pretty much, uh, you know, uh, many women also accusing, accusing him, those who've come forward, of uh, mm. committing similar, similar crimes. Could this then set a precedent for even the U.S. courts to look at this and say, wow, South Africa has done it, we can also do it? Well, one would like to think so. We would like to think, Bongi, that we are setting the pace. But more often than not, the American courts frown upon, especially courts in Africa, they would think that we've got a bamboo court running here. Uh, and, 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 you know, so I don't know to what extent they would actually pay, pay attention to it. You know, especially after the Devani debacle, you know, we didn't get the best of press for our prosecution team. But having said that, you know, it would definitely go a long way in saying to victims that, listen, it's, I, it this happened to me, and I kept quiet for 20 or 30 years. There's nothing that prevents me from coming forward mm. and getting my day in court. And one would only hope if Bill Cosby was, in fact, the person that perpetrated all these crimes and that it wasn't just some vendetta of some sort, although I have serious reservations about Bill Cosby's arguments against these events, but, I mean, obviously no court has pronounced on him. Okay. But, I mean, I would like to think that the American authorities will say, listen, you know, women's rights are something that we protect, we hold that sacred, and hence we should act when we have something like this. Okay. And we can't just say, well, it happened 20 years ago, so let's wipe the table with your charge. All right. We One would like you. to think America would put pay attention to it. Maria said to Troy.